welcome to this week's episode, the week 14 episode of Couch Quarterbacks. And at the top of this episode, me, this is probably the most exciting episode me and you get to have with the Bills and we we get to blow about the Bills and Browns last week and they're the two our two biggest games this week. Who would have thought we'd be here? <laughs> yeah, right. That's this is the most 2020 thing I think of the NFL season is that in week 14 the two best games involved the Buffalo Bills and the Cleveland Browns. It's been wild. It's, it's been, been a wild ride so far. It's been nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's been wild. All right, so let's just jump right into it. The, ga- the game of the week is Sunday Night Football. The Buffalo Bills, 9-3, and hosting the 11-1 and Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the Steelers coming off their first loss of the season. Both both of them played on Monday night. It was a fun Monday night doubleheader. It really was. It was a great. I, I love those. I really kind of want them to keep those Monday night doubleheaders around, like, forever now. Like, I clock out of work. Five o'clock, there's football. Dude. And they have to be getting good ratings, like a five o'clock window, people getting out on a Monday. Like, who doesn't want to just go home and watch football on a Monday after your first day at work? Exactly. And we need it. They need no, no three o'clock. That Ravens game. I can't do three o'clock. <laughs> no, that was too weird. Especially a Wednesday too. It threw off like my whole week. Like my body just was not yeah. accustomed to that at all. I need at least one break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because now yeah, we're on Thursday's perfect. But now it's even weird because we had Tuesday last night and now it's like today's the day off and it felt all, we, me and you both just talked about it before we got on here. Like today felt like a weird day and now tomorrow there's going to be football again and it's just, it's all over the place. Kind of look forward to it at least. Yeah, you know what? It, it, tomorrow's a decent game too with the Rams pass. So we'll, we'll get to that one later, but we are going to start off with this one. The Steelers, they, uh, they lost their first game to the football team. Um, and I mean, it's basically been the recipe for the Steelers the last couple of weeks. The offense really can't get anything anything going consistently. Um, they can't run the ball at all, and the defense. Go, go ahead. Their offense bores me. Oh yeah, it sucks. It's like I get it. I get like what they're doing, and I think that they're hiding Ben Roethlisberger's inability to really stand in the pocket and do what he used to do. Because he's completely flipped the script on everyone. So now he's getting rid of the ball. I think they said in the preview, like the quickest of anyone in the NFL now. It's like two seconds, like the ball's gone. And that never that's never been his MO, ever. Like he's always been the guy who's going to stand in the pocket like too long and get, like, get murdered by a defensive end or something, but get the ball out. Yeah. And now we're seeing him just doing these like almost just check down passes, just kind of let your receivers just run the ball as far as they can. And their running game is, I mean, it's weak. It's not good at all. No, and the last, to be fair, the last couple of weeks they have, James Conner has been on the COVID list and he hasn't been able to play. But, like, is James Conner, like, do, like I we not all think James Conner is good, but is he, gonna, is he making that much of a difference for the way that they've been no. playing? No, and, not, not that much. I mean, he's not a top 10. I mean, they look better than they did last week, but yeah. – now let's give credit to the defenses they played because the Ravens defense is extremely good and all teams defense is, is I mean people aren't don't want to give them that kind of credit but they're also they're not a unit that you should mess with like Chase Young that defensive line is nasty and they clearly could make plays on the ball and those receivers they were they were putting pressure on those receivers there's a lot of drops in that game that you haven't seen from there the Steelers were. this year a lot more than you'd expect and i was just i was really surprised to see just how limited they were once they played a really good defense 
And I, I just, I don't know. This wasn't a game that they should. This isn't a game that you should lose. Oh no, like, not a, at all. And it's just ugly. I don't know. It's it's nuts. I <laughs> the Steelers. Everyone's everyone wanted to doubt them all year, and this gave all the haters all the ammo in the world. But dunk on everybody's been dunking on them for the last two days. Yeah, which <laughs> is a little unfair, you know. Like check the brakes. But I think it's better to lose that game now. Get it out of the way. Yeah, because the sixteen zero is pressure that you don't want. Yeah, and it's a lot of just this team they were talking shit too like i remember seeing a tweet from stefan to it like during the ravens game and he was like don't worry boys we'll be back this is an easy one we'll be back to put up numbers against next week and it's like you guys won by five points against a team with their third string quarterback in and then yeah then you got juju smith out there dancing on their logo yeah and then you lost to a a four-win team that hasn't beaten anybody outside the nfc east so uh yeah it was just it's not it hasn't been a good look but that's them coming into this week they're coming in this week now more i mean this has to be the biggest game of the season for them obviously and they're motivated more than anything because now the chiefs are right on they're ahead of the chiefs currently because of a conference record but obviously they're right there and they're going into buffalo and my bills had their best game. josh allen had their his best game of his career on monday night and they're really trending good. in the other really direction good. Yeah, 32 of 40, uh, 375, four touchdowns. I mean, I will never take that for granted as a Bills fan after the no, quarterback performances. Oh, no, not at all. That, and that was the thing that we were talking about it last week. That line shifted from Bills two and a half, and it was, it got all the way up to Niners minus two at one point, and it came back down to one as the Niners were a favorite. And the Bills just completely, after that iffy first quarter, they, they, it wasn't an iffy is the wrong no, word. No, the first quarter was just sloppy on both ends. Yeah, I'm not iffy is the wrong word because the Bills drove down to the end, drove down to the one yard line, got on stuffed. The first drive. Yeah, and then didn't get. They got off the field with their own goal line stop, and then fumbled the ball literally at the one yard line or whatever it was, the three yard line. I don't know where they ended up with the ball at that point. It was just a. You should have heard me. I was that and at that point. I knew. I was just like ready to give up on the game tv oh my god bro like usually it's my brother who's the one that's going off yelling and it was roles reverse i i was just irate with that point i was like you know what it's gonna be same old bills we're gonna get some bullshit in this game but it didn't happen and literally the opposite happened and as we've been talking about we've been talking about this game for a couple weeks now i think everybody's been looking forward to this game for a couple weeks this is if the offense plays like this against the and the steelers look remotely like they have the last couple weeks i i don't see a path for the steelers to even to score with the bills and stay in this game they could score on the bills no score on them but score with them to keep up like if the i mean it just depends how effective they're going to be against the bills offense yeah well the good for you that the bills don't have a great run defense because the steelers don't have a great run offense and they're like what they're good at is like Obviously, like Trey White, like you should be able to like lock up those receivers, and you think that the Bills would come away with this. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think this is a really bad matchup for the Steelers. Yeah, that's what I like about it, especially coming off a loss. That's what I like about it for the Bills is that it's like the perfect. If they're playing a great team, it's it's the perfect. Everything that they do well matches up with what the Steelers don't exactly excel at. Like you said, the run defense, their corners, and they can make plays on the ball. 
and they'll be able to do that. And they're just going to spread out and they're not going to let TJ Watt just tee off on Josh Allen. Like it's not going to be him standing back there and getting well, that's, pressure. Yeah. That's my question is, is Josh Allen going to be on his back five here's, times this game? Here's, I times. mean, he might go down a couple times because just because of the nature of the pressure, but the bill, the way the bills scheme, like if it's, if they're getting pressure and they're getting sending stuff from everywhere, they're just going to throw slants or throw quick screens. Like, yeah and just get the ball out of his hands quick. And the Steelers are going to – like, you've seen the Bills run that little all-out breakaway screen so many times this year, like John Brown and everything. Like, they'll just run that play to death until the Steelers back off and, like, don't bring pressure. So that's where I'm, like I – trust, I trust the Bills' offensive coordinator and the offense to they, – they can make adjustments to the Steelers. I mean, obviously, the Steelers' defense is still going to make some plays. And, I mean, I don't think Josh is going to be – lights out like he was Monday night. I'm sure I think he's still going to play well, but to expect him to play like that against the Steelers defense, I'm going to not get to there yeah. yet. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't get too too excited. Yeah. But I think that like yeah, I mean it's it's usually pretty hard to throw four touchdowns on a single interception in a game on yeah. 40 pass attempts. Like usually you know, one of those is going the other way. Um but yeah, I think that the Bills should the Bills will cover. <laughs> it's Bills by two and a half right now. Let's get our we'll we'll move on to the next game. And you're saying Bills two and a yeah. half. I'm going yeah. Bills as well. I think that I've been I've liked this matchup all year long, and uh, it would be great to see a ten and three Buffalo Bills team going into the next couple weeks. Steelers spiraling to close out the season. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's chaos. And you as a as here's our segue into this as the team right behind them if the Steelers all of a sudden have two losses there's a very interesting AFC North battle in the last three or AFC North race going to come down in the last three weeks if the Cleveland Browns can pull out a victory over the Baltimore Ravens Monday Night Football in Cleveland we could kick the Ravens out of the playoffs yeah which is I which so at at the beginning of the year. I joked and I was like, if we can split with the Steelers, like that would be good. Like we're like, and I just default in my brain, like thought we were going to just like lose drop two to the Ravens. But now I'm here. We're not the same team we were in week one where we only scored six points against the Ravens. We're not going to get, I was so mad that game. I was like, here we go. Like long Brown season. And now we're at a point where things are looking very differently. And I think that the Browns actually have a chance to beat the Ravens. Now, will they? Who knows? Because the Browns do weird things. But last week was the most confident I've ever seen Baker Mayfield ever. Well, I think that's been like his career, and and that was also one of the biggest games of his career. That's been Baker a lot, like the last couple weeks. I feel like I feel like last week I was the biggest. Now let's give it that. that, Let's give it. uh, Talk about last week just for a second because we on this podcast. I mean, I had. I think that. I gave the Browns a little more chance than you were giving the Browns even. I never did the Browns. I know. But, I, I mean, I like the matchup for the Titans just because I, exactly what we said. If the, one of these teams goes down early, they're not going to be able to come back. And the Titans went down 38-7 at the half. It was yeah. like, okay, like no matter what, like they're not – and they, they made it, you know, a six-point game by the end of it. But it wasn't a six-point game at all. It was garbage no, time. Big, big yeah, nice. it's, it's done. Whatever. It's – it doesn't even matter, and it, so it was a little closer than it. The score, the score was a little closer than the game actually was. It was a complete domination by the Browns for the entire time, um, and the Titans' defense 
it's they suck. They're just they're brutal. I think that yeah. we can agree on that. But ba- like you said, that was the best Baker has looked, the most confident he's looked probably in his career. Yeah, and I mean, and I think that was the biggest game he's played in. That was a very, I felt like a very consequential game, at least for me. <laughs> but I think that yeah, because I think if you lose that game, you're looking at a very different game come Monday night. Yeah, to where it's like, okay, who's going to step up in this division? And yeah, you don't want to. <sighs> it's nice to have that breathing room on yeah. Monday night because even if the if the Ravens win, they're still a game back, and your schedule, you know, not the Giants next week on Sunday night. Now after that got flexed, and then the Jets, like those two games are winnable games, even if they lose this week to get to eleven wins. Yeah, because at ten wins, who knows if that could like that? That might not make a spot in the AFC exactly. this year. Exactly. So having like a little extra cushion is always good. I just can't I can't believe you put up twenty eight points in the second quarter. It was dude, I've electric. As much as I had faith in that game, I thought it was gonna be close. I thought it was gonna be a, a you know a we dog fight the whole down. time. I I'm slamming my desk right now. I'm so worked up. We shut down um Derrick Henry. Yeah. Derrick Henry all year had a game where he had 15 attempts for 60 yards. Longest run, 10 yards. That's remarkable to stop. The, that's the best player. That's that's the Titans offense. Well, the difference this week and besides the last couple of weeks of Browns football is Miles Garrett is the second best defensive player in the NFL right now. And that's in the, he was all over the place. And that, like, Freak. yeah, he's, and he's everybody get, you want to give him the credit. He's got, I think I saw the stat. He was like the first player in the first three years of his career to have 10 plus sacks or something like that each year. But as a, in the run game, what he did to to Derrick Henry and just that line and just basically blowing up all those plays and allowing for linebackers to come in. Like exactly. It was amazing. I was, and cause you're dedicating every single play you have, you're dedicating two linemen to miles Garrett and he still might split them. Yeah. Like good luck trying to make, make any kind of a runoff, like any kind of running game off of that. Yeah, they're different. They're just a different, different team when you've got that guy in the lineup. Yeah, and, then, and I think Sheldon Richardson is a lot better than I think a lot of people think. Yeah, the defensive line is great. Like I, That is a very, very good defensive obviously anchored by Miles Garrett. But. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's hard to be a very flashy interior defensive lineman, obviously. Yeah, um, unless you're Aaron Donald. That, like, they all work in a very good system. And I, I love it. So the question is, between all three of these, all four of these games, I mean, all four of these teams, honestly, the Ravens at the beginning of the year, let's go talk about the Ravens here quick. They got, I mean, they, we expected them to stomp the Cowboys last night, and that's exactly what they did. Um, yeah. They're seven and five. They're outside the playoffs right now. So this is desperation time for the Ravens. Um, but at the beginning of the year, they were the team that everybody was like, they're going to be the ones to go up against the Chiefs. And then throughout the year, the Steelers obviously still ahead of the Chiefs, the and the and the Bills and Browns right there. Like, which one of these teams in the AFC is has the best chance to take on the Chiefs? Because I think it, I think you can make an argument for all four of them, and you wouldn't really be wrong. I really don't. Browns, what's your argument for the Browns to beat the Kansas City Chiefs? The Miles Garrett takes over and makes Patrick Mahomes' life a living hell for four quarters and 
Nick Chubb runs all over that defense and they don't give up the ball and it's a ugly ass low scoring game. Yeah, because I made an argument for myself too, but it was basically hinging on taking long drives. Yeah. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, easy passes for Baker Mayfield, and just keeping the ball out of Pat Mahomes' hands and keeping your defense fresh. Yeah. It's the formula. The them, right? It's the formula that the Titans used last year in the AFC title game. And I mean the Titans jumped out to a lead. They were up in the end. Sometimes you can do everything right, and then Mahomes is still just gonna be Mahomes and it won't matter. But that's the that's the formula for the Browns. I mean, they have it right. They got the two of the best running backs in the league. They just control the ball, make it ugly, and hope Miles Garrett is just terrorizing Patty the whole day. It's uh, it sounds so easy. It sounds easy. <laughs> it sounds easy until Tyreek Hill is running by that secondary, and you and that, that's the throwing word. A, throwing, me. Doing a backflip over Andrew Sandejo. Yeah, that's what worries me. Is that secondary guarding Kelsey and. Tyreek might have trouble. Oh, with we'd the be lost. I don't even know who you'd put on Travis Kelsey. There's not a single. There's not a player on the field that can guard Travis Kelsey. No, there's nobody in the league that can yeah. guard Travis Kelsey. Because you're not fast. Like you're you're not fast enough as a linebacker, and you're and you're too small as a corner. <laughs> it's basically the awkward. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, he's just a he's a nightmare. But that's the formula for them. The Steelers' formula is pretty much the same. But I think if we're talking between the Steelers and Browns against the Chiefs, like. I would go with the Browns the way that – the secondary for the Steelers is obviously the upside for them. Yeah. Yeah. But they can't – they're not going to score points and they're not going to be able to control the ball as much against the – I just – watching the Steelers all year, bro, I just – I can't picture them beating any of these teams right now. Any of these teams. No. That's also because last week we just watched them lose. Yeah, but – We knew they were overrated, but, like, they're not that overrated. But they, but they are not in the tier. They are not a tier ahead of all these teams. They are in that group. They are in the Bills, Browns, Ravens, Colt, whatever. They're in. The, it's the Chiefs and everybody else, and that's what I think it's been all year long. I don't think that. I think Mike Tomlin's also a better coach than that's all true. of them, except for Andy Reid, maybe. That's true. Like, I think he's a pretty smart guy who cooks up a pretty good game plan for most of his games. And his players, I think, love him. and would run through a wall for him. So I think that people people forget that, like, I don't know if people forget, but people don't read, like, that's a lot of that team is that coach. Yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, he's a, he's, I mean, he might be, the he could win coach of the year this year. I don't think anybody would be surprised at all and no. he just gets those guys going every year but i'm just the they're they haven't played a team like the next, they haven't played a team that really has challenged them this year i don't think and that's where it really like that titans game almost blew that game almost blew the first ravens game those are really the two i mean they blew out the browns without nick chubb so that does i you i think you throw that away because that yeah. clearly makes such a di- that you can't underestimate the impact that Chubb has on that offense at all. Um, and then you, you've got wins over the Cowboys, Bengals, Jags, Eagles. Like, none of, like there's not really – they have a chance this week to have your – That's what I'm saying. So all the shit talk that people are giving the Steelers is a little bit deserved because they, they were the most fraud 11-0 team. Yeah. Like <laughs> – They're a good team. They're going to beat bad teams because they're Mike Tomlin and that defense is so good. But yeah. they – put them against elite talents like what are they going to do like and this is 
they last week they got snuck off on and got beat by and it wasn't a fluke like the football team was a better team that entire game yeah i think well i don't know about that i think that that was just like an ugly matchup i don't think the football team is but are the chiefs and the are the chiefs gonna lose to the football team or the would the bills no. lose to the football team would the the browns beat up on a football team yeah so it's just like I, I don't know. I just the offense is really what worries me with, with them scoring with the Chiefs and anybody else in the AFC like that. And then the Bills, it comes down to if they're playing the Chiefs. We saw that the first game that was a weird situation with the COVID switching around, and it was a terrible weather. And the Bills got absolutely run all over. The Bills' run defenses played a lot better the last couple weeks, and that was a big thing with the Niners. Is that everybody was like, oh, the run the Bills' run defense is bad, the Niners are going to run all over them. The Bills' run defense was great on Monday night. And they, they Yeah, they really gave up a few runs well. in that first quarter. There was a few long runs that they let up, but most of the night it was bottled up or just they even like four or five yards. They didn't let any big runs happen. Yeah. Well, and the nice thing is when your offense gets up, they're not going to run the ball against you. Yeah. Nick, it was in Nick Mullins' hands, and that wasn't scared of Nick Mullins at all. So, if, But if it's a Bills and Chiefs game, we're talking AFC title game, it's going to be Mahomes and Allen throwing the ball against each other and it's just whoever scores the most points and i'm not going to say that josh allen's going to outdo pat mahomes until i actually see it but that's what the game that if they play again that's what it's going to be those teams are going to be throwing all over the field against each other can we, can we get another kansas city rams game like we did what was that two years ago yeah that's oh, what i was expecting scored. a couple weeks that's what i was expected in week six when they played the first time and it just, just love didn't that. happen it, but that's what it would be it would be nuts but uh so We'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. Uh, the this Ravens uh, Ravens Browns game. Ravens are minus one and a half. I'm going with the Brownies. I'm I have to go with the Browns, right? I'm, yeah, you do. But I don't think I think they're better than the the Ravens at this point. And I think Miles Garrett is going to do enough to control Lamar, and there'll be just it's going to be an ugly game. I think like 16, 13, 20 to seventeen, something like that. Unless Baker's throwing like he was last week. Well, all right. The tight, uh, the Ravens defense. I don't, I don't know care. if he's gonna be able to care. throw like that. <laughs> it's gonna happen. I, <laughs> I we'll see. We'll see. Positive energy only. We'll see with that. All right. Let's move on to the other playoff picture games here. Uh, Thursday night, the New England Patriots travel to Los Angeles. Well, they're in, they've been in Los Angeles since they smacked the Chargers. 45 to nothing Ooh. on, on Sunday. Man, the chart. I, I don't know how Anthony Lynn didn't get fired after that game. Um, and the Rams, who beat up on the Cardinals on Sunday, they are up eight and four, back in first place. Or they're tied for first place in the NFC West. They still have a game against the Seahawks uh, next week or a week after that. Um, but this is desperation game for the Patriots. I mean, their season, you look at the Patriots, <laughs> look not, like. And with the next game we were going to talk about too, I guess we kind of have to group in there. The Chiefs eleven and one at the Dolphins eight and four. I mean, we both think the Chiefs are going to beat the Dolphins pretty hand, not handily, but I feel like yeah. I don't think the yeah. Dolph- I don't think Tua is going to beat the Dolphin, the Chiefs at they're, home. They're not going to. They might not kill them, but they're going to win. Come on. I'm going to let's. We want to run that. It's a seven point spread right now. I'm going to give it to Miami, but. I, I don't think that they can. I don't think they have enough on offense to be. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to Miami only because the Chiefs didn't cover the touchdown last week. Yeah, well, and that's I, what worries me too. Is the Chiefs the last couple of weeks have been like, I don't know, just like not scoring touchdowns. Well, they really. did, and they didn't review it. 
yeah, trust me, my fantasy. I mean, I won in fantasy regardless of that, but that Tyree kill, I was like, oh my god, bro. Well, once that How happened, I was happen? like, oh my bets, my bets out the. I actually put I put money on it, and that bet was out the window. <laughs> I was like, that's the kind of night it's gonna be. Have you ever seen anything like that? A receiver catch the ball and not realize he caught the ball. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. No, but the way the like, I understand why he didn't. Yeah, it was he weird. Bounced off five different things. It, it, it reminded me of the um, Julian Edelman catch in the against the Falcons. Oh, right, right at the bottom, right at the ground yeah, there. Yeah. Like it bounces off all these people, and he just miraculously comes up with it. And you're just like, how a football bounces funny ways. It does. <laughs> That was that's the most wild thing I've seen. So yeah, so they did have a touchdown that you know, and even with that touchdown, they still wouldn't have covered because it was thirteen and a half, which is absolutely. Well, I teased it to seven. Oh, okay. So that oh my god, that's I'm so sorry. Yeah, we don't have to talk about it. (laughs) Okay. Well, so but I mean, the Dolphins' defense is going to be good. Is good, and I mean, they might slow down that offense, but I just think the way Tua has been playing, I mean. I don't think he has the the chops to match up. So that, I, anyways, the point I'm trying to get to is that would put the Dolphins at eight and five, and the Patriots this week six and six, right there. And if they win this game, they play in Miami next week, and they already have a win over Miami. So if the they Patriots, bad Miami though, they did play bad Miami already, but they still. I'm not saying that it's more likely they're going to win. I'm just saying if they beat Miami, if they were to beat Miami and beat the Rams this week they're ahead of Miami in the playoff standings because they have the two wins over them. Mm-hmm. So this is a huge game for Miami and for the Patriots because next week, if the, if it's, if the Patriots are within range of the dolphins, you know, that's all we're going to hear about all next week is old Belichick's right there. Somehow, some way he's going to pull sneak this his off, way sneak his way in this. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, against the Rams, the Super Bowl rematch, I feel like Sean McVay's had this game circled for like the last three years after he only scored three points against. Fuck this Belichick guy. (laughs) Yeah. Wait until he comes to my house. What do you think? Do you, I mean, the Patriots have absolutely no offense. Do you think that they have a chance to play in a game with the Rams? I I don't think so. I think they're probably going to give, they're going to give Goff issues, but I don't think they're going to win this game. You know, I think the Rams are just like, I could see the Rams easy, like being nine and four. I see that a lot more than I see being eight and five. You know, I think the Rams are like up there in the NFC, like NFC champion conversation. I mean, like they're they're a really good team. I like the Rams, and the Rams play really good defense. I just don't see Cam Newton doing anything to them. Oh no! I unfortunately the Patriots don't you, are okay. Let's, let's not forget that like when week two was like when we were in week two, everyone's can you believe how many teams passed on Cam Newton? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can now, you, can, now can you believe that the Patriots are still starting him? <laughs> yeah. Like, everyone was like, I told you idiots, like, he's on such a small one-year deal. It's like, well, this is why. Because he's, yeah. like, he's not made to, like, last an entire season at this point. His arm's shot, bro. It's gone. Like, he just I can't like throw the ball down the field. It would be a lot cooler if Cam Newton was, like, MVP-level Cam Newton. Yeah. But he's just not that guy anymore, unfortunately. What would the Pats record be right now if it was Tom Brady back there? Would they be like nine and three? Would they be like eight and four? They, they still I, don't have they, the, they would at least have eight wins. Yeah, I think so too. I think eight and four sound like two more wins against some of those teams they lost to. Uh, I don't even know what their losses off the top of my head right now, but just it just they're they're so limited. They 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 have to run the ball all the time. 
And if they get behind, just like we were talking about with the Browns there, like if they get behind the Rams, it's yikes. Yeah. They won last week because they had, what, three special teams touchdowns or something like that? Like, that was the most Bill yeah. Belichick game like, what's, ever. Of course. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, Belichick lives for a type of game where he could get special teams touchdowns and block field goals and punts. And stuff. Like, he was probably just happy as can be on the so, sideline watching that. A punt return, a blocked field goal, and then I believe it was – Yeah, blocked punt and a return kick. So, <laughs> and yeah, I just I don't know. I would feel much better if Cam Newton was good, though. For the record, yeah, it's disappointing. I was I was really excited to see Cam back this year, and I just think it's not. He's destined to be a overqualified backup probably for the rest of his career after this. But uh, uh, the line is minus five Rams. I'm going to go Pats to cover, but I think it's going to be the Rams that end up winning this game. I bet the under. Yeah, bet the under. That's what is it? It's 45. Yeah, I'm still t- I would still take the under on that. I think you have to, right? Yeah, you can't you can't exp- I don't think you can bet an over for the Patriots for the rest of the year. All right, speaking of Tom Brady, they ho- they are back after a bye week and host the Minnesota Vikings in a all of a sudden super important NFC wildcard matchup because the Vikings, after starting one and five, are now six and six and have taken over the last wildcard spot in the NFC. Um, and I don't know what to expect from Tampa anymore week to week. I really have no idea. No, they're a mystery <laughs> because I, th- I think there's a real problem with Bruce Arian's style of offense and the way that Tom Brady plays quarterback. Yeah. Because Tom Brady, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it. He's a, he, he was a system guy in New England where it's like he's working <laughs> within the confines of the Bill Belichick system. And now they're asking him to do a much different thing with Bruce Arians, throwing the ball downfield a lot more. And maybe he could do that five years ago, but I just don't know if that's the best way to utilize Tom Brady. And, that, and Tom Brady's still great, but you need to know how to use Tom Brady. And yeah. I, I don't know. This team is still – it feels like we're still waiting for them to get in sync, and you shouldn't be at this point. Yeah, like you can't – like I, we use the excuse a lot. I, that I, was like, I feel like every week we say it. Yeah, we – it's at this point, yeah, you're right. It's done. Like teams are rounding into form for the playoffs now. Like they're – they, everybody – most of these good teams, like we're talking about earlier when we were talking about – the Bills, Steelers, Browns, like the one thing about them, they know their identity. They know what they do well and they're going to stick to it. And that's why they're the better teams in the AFC. Like the Bucks, I don't know what they are. Are they a downfield passing team? Are they a short passing team? They don't really no, run why, the why ball don't they that run much. The ball more? I, it, it doesn't, it baffles me. I don't know what the hell they want to do on offense ever. Like from game to game, it just, it, I feel like even from series to series, like I don't know what to expect when they're on the field. Is that just the Bruce Arians effect? I think it's just. The, I guessing. think you're right. I think that. I think that everything you said about them and the disconnect between him and Brady is right because it just. It doesn't look like an offense that Tom Brady has ever even been in at all. Like he doesn't have the tight ends. Really, like he has Gronk, but how much are they using those tight ends over the middle of the field? They don't really have the receiver. Like it's supposed to be Antonio Brown is the underneath receiver, and then he's what does Antonio Brown do? Like he is not like, why is he even on this roster at this point? It's, I feel like that's only hurt them. It's only hurt them. It's a crowd of worse. 
yeah, it's just it. I feel like there's a lot going going on behind the scenes there than we're ever going to hear about. And I just think I I don't like the vibes. I really It'll don't be like the Tom vibes. Brady memoir that he's going to write and it's going to be a bestseller. <laughs> the documentary, the six yeah. part documentary that'll come out. The, yeah. It'll be he'll, he's going to get a, a Jordan doc probably. <laughs> oh yeah, this is this is his last dance maybe. This is and year. it's well, I, do you, like this is going to be the big. Know, this man. is going to be like New England is going to be the last like. That'll be like the end of the first half of the movie or the um, TV show of his last dance. And then it's like, but then he's going back for another one (laughs) in Tampa Bay. And that's going to be trials and tribulations. Well, that's the thing is everybody was kind of expecting. And it's funny you bring up the last dance because I was just going to say this reminds me of it's starting to remind me of Jordan on the Wizards and not Jordan on the Bulls. And it's kind of just sad to see. Like he still got it. Like you can see he still got it, but there's just there's just something missing. Um, I mean, it's hard to be the leader of a team when you're in your forties. Yeah, and like so and, how- the, and the entire team's looking to you to be like the centerpiece of this offense is you because nothing nothing it doesn't matter if you have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. Imagine like imagine two years ago saying all those guys are playing on the same team mm-hmm. and. But none of those guys do anything without someone to throw the ball to them. So without Tom Brady being able to get the ball downfield, they're not a good team. And they don't and I just don't know why they don't run the ball more. Like even when Tom Brady's not having a good game, just they're not bad at it. I've seen them do it. It's it doesn't make sense. I mean, Ronald Jones is a pretty damn good running back. In my eyes, at least, like not he's not anything special, but it's like the they, running back. Don't you think play? Don't you think wouldn't play action more play action benefit this offense extremely yeah. to get these guys open down the field, like to make those shots? I, I don't know. It just looks like they're not their motives aren't in sync together. With I, I don't know what they are. I don't know what their identity is. It's really hard to follow. Yeah. And the defense is good, but some they have stupid lapses all the time too. Like they're just undisciplined. It's just it's not a team that I enjoy watching. And I didn't think I was going to say that before the year. No, but I was the, really curious to see how it went. And now I think Minnesota has a legitimate chance of beating them because Minnesota's been hot. And that's what I was wanted to jump into Minnesota because they are a team that I I mean last week that game was brutal at the end that overtime. Like I don't know how they're in overtime with the Jags. I think that's just the Kirk Cousins effect. Well, or did the, the Jags just take people deep? They might. The Jags might just be fighting and scrapping the rest of this way. I mean, who knows? But at least they're not. At least they're trying to hide their tank better than the Jets. Are. <laughs> the Jets were very open about their tank, which we're talking about the Raiders in a minute. So we'll we'll get into that game very. Uh, but Minnesota, it's hard for me to pick Kirk Cousins over Tom Brady. If everybody on this podcast knows my opinions on Kirk Cousins, but Dalvin Cook has been. MVP level play like he's not going to win MVP but he's definitely been at that level for this team and Justin Jefferson is like a top five receiver in the league right now like that, took the, them all, I, why did it take them so long to realize that he was like better than everyone except maybe Adam Thielen and he could be better than Adam Thielen I think he is at this point I I, I think he just got more comfortable and him he got more chemistry with Kirk as the year went on and Kirk's just been you like realize oh shit this dude's like always open and he is that trade is really like one of the greatest trades in the NFL digs for Jefferson they're they are split separated by two oh, yeah. yards or two yards Jefferson has two more yards than Stefan Diggs right really now. Like, I didn't know that yeah it's 1039 and then Diggs has 1037 
But like you need, both those teams are taking that all day long. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you know what the best part about trades are when they work out for everyone. Oh yeah, exactly. Like, all and parties this is involved one of those are things. happy. This is one of those things. I mean, if I'm, I don't think either of these teams are upset with that. Um, but that that makes Minnesota's dangerous, man. Like, I would not want to play the Vikings at all right now with that. I mean, you you get to play against Kirk Cousins in a big game. That's that's where teams probably would be more excited to. But the defense is always going to be solid with the, the foundation they have, and having those receivers in Dalvin Cook. I mean, they're they're pretty they're pretty deadly offensively now on a game to game basis. With Kirk Cousins. With Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. He's good. He's not just bad. Imagine if they had, you know, I don't even know, but just not Kirk Cousins. Like somebody on that with this offense, somebody Aaron Rodgers-esque, that type okay, of here, here's a real Here's a throwback question. Would you rather have Kirk Cousins or would you rather still have Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah, man, I don't. I I'm pretty high. I, probably, I'd probably say Kirk, and that's saying a lot. I love Teddy, but. Kirk does he does do things pretty well, especially like play action and everything that they like to do well. Like he can he can spin spin the ball sometimes. Like there's yeah, some he, throws, games, he throws the ball pretty well deep too. There's I don't some think games where you watch does that. No, he does not. There's some games where you watch Kirk Cousins, you're like, dude, like I didn't even realize like this he could pull this off. But then there's the games where you watch it and you're like, what the fuck are you doing, Kirk? Um but yeah, Teddy, Teddy, I think uh has like you said, he has a ceiling more to him. All right, let's, this game is plus six and a half. The Vikings are underdogs to the Bucks. I think the Vikings are plus six, or buy it up maybe to at least a touchdown. That's I, I, I would too spend much. the extra money. I would spend the extra money to get it to seven, or put it in the tees too, yeah. even because that's way too much for me. I don't think the Bucks are a touchdown better than the Vikings. Yeah, I I don't know. I would I would definitely just push that to seven even for Minnesota just in case. Yeah. But. All right, let's go. Uh, let's finish up here AFC, and then we'll finish up with the uh, the two NFC East teams before we do our quick picks at the end here. Colts at Raiders. Let's go into that Raiders game because what the fuck were the Jets doing? Like, what? What? They just going don't want to win any football games all year. And, <laughs> and I've never seen anyone be more open about it. And I get that Greg. Well, I've I know Greg Williams. He was the old the old defensive coordinator. And he did he did the same thing. Okay, so it's the exact same play that, that when he was defensive coordinator for the Browns that they ran against the Broncos, where Jabril Peppers clobbered Case Keenum and it worked out, and everyone's like, he's a genius. <laughs> Which like I get. Like I get that like sometimes like coaches make decisions where they either look like superstars or they look like idiots. And there's no in between. Uh-huh. And maybe that's what that was. But at the same time, you you haven't won a fucking game all year. Like, yeah, just like get out of there with like what are you trying to do the kill shot for? And you're up they were up more than a field right? They were up more than a field goal. They were up by four, yeah. It was twenty eight yeah. twenty four with eleven seconds left. So all you had to do is protect the goal line. Yep. So you could literally just go back there and put like five of your receivers standing on or five of your defensive backs standing on the goal line and being like and and you for whatever reason are in man coverage. And in a press man coverage, I believe. There were three, only three people in the secondary. He blitzed eight guys. He had seven guys blitz and had a spy on Derek Carr. Why do you need a spy yeah, on Derek I Carr? I that too. It's like, why are you spying Derek <laughs> Carr? Like, why aren't you having... <laughs> what's he, What's Derek Carr going to do? Is he going to run for a touchdown from 50 yards out? Oh, yeah. my God. I just don't understand, like, if I'm in Madden, just, like, hit cover three. 
Like, yep. Anything. Like, just throw guys back there. And, like, you don't even have to press the receivers. Like, your receivers should be in, like, soft coverage and just not getting burnt deep. And let's go and go into that. The receiver, it's Henry Ruggs is the receiver who caught it. The fastest receiver, one of the fastest receivers in the league. He was the best receiver in the draft this year. And they had him matched up against an undrafted cornerback from this year. A rookie undrafted cornerback on a first-round pick wide receiver in the biggest play of the game. I would love to go inside the mind (laughs) of a Greg Williams. And be like, hey, what were you thinking with this personnel grouping of putting the fastest receiver in the league? It was hilarious. It was hilarious. I was laughing. Like I remember, I was like cackling watching it. It's like you can't, you can't make this shit up for the Jets. You really can't. Did Gruden say anything after the game? I could just see him taking all the credit for it. No, they were, they were like, uh, I, I heard a couple of quotes from the Raiders, and they were just like, "Well, we didn't really expect that play call, but we're we're thankful, you know, that it happened because yeah, thanks, they were Jets. they were about to fuck. Let's not put that over. Like the Raiders can't escape from the blame in this. They were about to lose to the zero and eleven Jets. The Jets. I, I said last week that, that the game. Jets are due for one. Did they cut? Yeah. And they covered probably. Oh yeah, they were. They were that. That was the Jets' chance at a win. I don't know if it's going to happen again now because that was it right there. Yeah, the Raiders. I think are. Fraud. Kind of. I think I think they're the fraud team. I think they're they're a fraud team. I think they're just spiraling a little bit. Like they're yeah. just not looking as confident in any of these games. They got shook by that Chiefs Fuck game. Fuck I think I think that Chiefs. I think Mahomes broke them on Sunday night when they were they had, they they threw it all their kitchen sink into that game, and they had it. And then Mahomes came down the field and ripped their hearts out, and they haven't looked the same since then. They also have been on the road on the East Coast. They were in Atlanta and in New York, which is tough for West Coast teams to do. They're back home this week facing the Colts. Um, That's not an Col- easy game. Oh, no. This is I a think, very hard game, especially when you're getting – That defense? Into, you're getting taken into deep waters by the Jets. The Jets. Yeah. Uh, the Colts are currently three-point favorites. The Colts last week – you want to talk about ruining your ruining bets that we talked about earlier – I had a, I only did one bet and I did a 16 parlay. I was like, whatever, I'll just throw one random like of things I think might happen and see what happens. It's like $10, whatever. I hit five of six. And the only thing I missed was I picked the over for Colts Texans. And when Deshaun Watson fumbled that ball, it ruined the over. If they would have scored, not, it didn't even need to tie the game up. If they would have went to, it had to be over 51. If they scored the touchdown there, it would have been 26, 26. I would have hit the over and Deshaun fumbled. And that was it. So that so was the sad game. I felt yeah, so bad. I, I was distraught for him, man. He looked hor- He was just like that poor guy. He's went through the ringer this year with that team. Like he, and he's a winner, dude. Like he's only ever known winning in his life from college and high school, everything he's only ever won. So I, it's gotta be weird for him to be on this shit show Texans team. Like what a bad fourth quarter. What a bad fourth quarter. Like you're in it, you're in it, you're in it. And then you take a safety. And then you have a chance to get it again. They're at the five. They were at the three yard line. They were at the three. Oh, and it wasn't even his fault, bro. The snap was terrible. It was like low and to the left. It was just, he really didn't have a shot on it. And the ball, you know, we were talking about footballs. They bounce weird ways and it just bounced away. The weird from shape for a ball. Uh, it was so sad, but um, There's no other sport where the ball is shaped so weird. It's it, that the ball. It's all. It's so funny watching. Like, quick aside, it's so funny watching people go after fumbles. Like, that's one of my favorite things. With the ball, when you get a fumble and everybody's just chasing it and it just squirts out and it's fly. It's like, what the fuck is going on right now? 
it's when football becomes really stupid but really fun that, yeah. that, in that moment. It's the best part of it. Um, I don't think that game changed anything about the Colts. They're, it's Phillip Rivers at quarterback. They're probably limited on offense a lot of times, but their defense is nasty. Um, I'm going Colts minus three. I think they're just better than the Raiders. I, yeah, I don't trust I the take Raiders Colts anymore. as well here. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's wrap up our our game previews here with the the AFC or AFC East, the NFC East, which is all of a sudden kind of interesting. It's kind of got two good teams here, and not the two good teams we thought they were going to be. No, no, not at all. <laughs> so the Giants will be hosting the free falling Cardinals, five and seven Giants hosting the Cardinals, and the Giants coming off big upset over the Seahawks last week, seventeen to twelve. Um, the weirdest game I've watched in a while. I'm not the weirdest, but it was five nothing at half or at the end of the first or halftime. It was just typical Seahawks weirdness. But the, it it wasn't the Seahawks defense that cost them in that game. It was the Giants defense kind of just manhandled the Seahawks that whole game. Yeah, and I feel bad because I, I love Russell Wilson, but he's <laughs> he can't do it all, man. Give the guy a break, like. He's getting killed. He's getting killed out there. He t- he had five sacks. It's just him versus the. It's him and DK Metcalf versus the world. And Tyler, I mean Tyler Lockett's good still yeah. too, obviously. But give him a chance on defense. Yeah, like just be a decent defense and give him an offensive line. Yeah, and they don't either. They don't necessarily run the ball particularly well either. When Chris Carson's healthy, when he's been healthy for like half the games this year. Yeah, but it hasn't been effect- as effective as it has in the past. Not, and the no. defense, you can say like the defense had, they only scored seven or let up 17 to the Giants. The Giants had Colt McCoy at quarterback. Like Colt McCoy, who hasn't started a game, and I couldn't tell you, I mean, I could have gotten the stats ahead of you, but none of you would have cared how long ago Colt McCoy Like he's, no one cares about Colt. No one was scared of Colt McCoy. The Seahawks weren't, and they still were able to pull out a win. Like, that's just a bad, bad loss for this. And I'm not trying to take any away from the Giants because they manhandled them. And that defense is that defense is legit. Like, and Joe Judge is a clearly a great coach. Like, they they hit with that hire because the yeah, way Joe was Judge was a great hiring. He looks very competent. I think. I think next year this is like. The Giants are like a frisky team in the NFC East next yeah. year. Yeah, I wish Saquon back. I wish Saquon was healthy right now. Exactly. This, this is still a really young team. And I think like if the, if these guys like all progress like on a decent at a decent rate and they do they draft well, like this is a team who could make a little bit of noise in the NFC maybe. I, mean, I think that I mean the NFC is weak. So I think yeah. I think that's kind of like I think a lot of people think the NFC is really weak. Yeah. So I mean they could just get in the playoffs, you know, do a little something crazy maybe. Well, right now the Giants have a stranglehold on the—I mean, not a stranglehold—but they they've beaten football team uh, both times they played them already. So they're at five and seven and have the tiebreaker over them. Um, and they play the Cards this week. Who we we what we thought we were talking about it last week. We thought that Kyler looks hurt and he looked hurt again. He only ran the ball four times this week. There's something wrong with him right now. And the Cards are just—they're just, just free falling, man. Like they're just not. They're Everyone got too high on the Cardinals. I mean, yeah. we, we do this all the time where we see a team go and have two really good back-to-back games or, like, just do something crazy and right. then yeah. turn around and they're just not the team that you thought they were. They're a Hail Mary away from being 5-7 and seven right now and on a 4 exactly. losing streak. Like, exactly. that's really what it comes down to. Um, so the, Everyone, they, they were all talking all that shit after they beat you guys. <laughs> 
and and that's all. Like I, I think back to it all now, all the time. Like the Bills could already be at ten wins. They would be on a five-game losing streak right now without that game because they had lost to the Dolphins the week before. So this team is. I think that yeah, we got a little too high on them, and the way that both these teams are trending, and it's in New York, West Co- West Coast going to East Coast. I'm going Giants. I'm I've been looking at the spread right now, but whatever it is, I'm taking the Giants. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It is. Giants plus two and a half. Oh yeah, I'm I'm taking the Giants for sure. Or do you think the Cardinals are hungry? They think they need one. I don't think it matters if they're. I don't think that they can go into New York and score on them the way that their offense looks the last couple weeks. Larry Fitz is back this week, but I just think Kyler is. I don't think he's healthy. Yeah, is now is Colt McCoy still the quarterback? Danny Jones is supposed to be back this week. I'm I'm going with Danny, Danny Dimes, baby. Yep. I like I like Daniel Jones. We're both on the same page here. The last game we'll talk about is uh, football team at Niners. It's uh, basically an elimination game for the Niners. Um, they, they can still get – they're still only a game back of the uh, Vikings right now, but they are – it's desperation time after the, the loss of the Bills on Monday. Just take the under. Take Yeah, really seriously take the under. Um, but they're still right there. They're playing in Glendale again. Maybe they'll be more accustomed to – you know, playing in Arizona this week at home. But football team coming off the biggest win of the season for any team, uh, beating the Steelers, knocking them from the undefeated ranks. And they're still fighting for the division and a wild card spot too. I mean, if the Vikings lose this week and football team gets a win, they I don't know what the tiebreakers are exactly, but that's they could be right there in that wild card. And who would have thought that we'd be talking about two NFC East teams in the playoffs after the way this year started? Yeah, I don't think I'd be – I'm not going to get too excited about the football team, but I, I think I'd still take the 49ers here just because I think – I think Kyle Shanahan is a lot smarter than Ron Riviera. But I think that also Washington's defense is going to give them a lot of problems. Um, yeah, this is a game I probably just <laughs> – I'm not going to watch this game. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to watch this game. Two five and sevens going at it. I don't know about that. Uh, let's just run through it then quick. It's uh, Niners minus three. I'm going to the football team. Niners minus three. I can't – I might have to bet on the football team and just hope. Yeah, I wouldn't bet on it at all, actually. Yeah. If you, for the better – please don't do that for your own health. Um, it's over, under 30, 43 and a half, so that's a very, very low over-under, which is probably is – that makes a lot of sense with the way those two teams play. Alex Smith revenge game also going back to uh, San Francisco. I don't know what if they played already or not, but that. yeah, I didn't really either. I mean, that's been a while since he's been there, but you know, he's just still Al- is Alex Smith, the player, um, comeback player of the year. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got it. I think so too. I mean, especially if they're going to make the playoffs, like, like Ben Rosberger hurt his thumb. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't lo- almost losing his leg. That was that was the ridiculous montage they showed at the beginning of that game. Did you see what his leg looked like. Yeah, it was terrifying. I didn't need to see that. It was how, like how long uh, did he have those pins in for? A while. Like the shell of his, of his. Uh, like what? How are you playing? How would you want to play football? Like that's the epitome of football guy. Because how do you want to go play football again? <laughs> it's gritty. It is gritty. All right, let's run through the rest of the slate. We'll just do give our picks here before we wrap up. Uh, Denver at Carolina. Give me Carolina. Carolina, that is um, – I'm trying to get the spreads up here. It's minus three and a half. I'm, yeah, I'm taking Carolina. Um, Titans, At Carolina, you said? Yeah. Yep. Okay. 
Titans at Jags. It is minus seven Titans. I'm going Jags to cover because they've been Dude, playing. Jags have been taking them to deep water. Yeah. I'm going Jags here. I don't, I don't trust the Titans anymore. I think they'll still win, but I can't trust them. Not to give me a basis. Uh, Cowboys at Bengals. Don't watch this game. It's minus three and a half Cowboys. Take the Cowboys, I guess. Uh, don't watch this game. Yeah. It's brutal. Oh, my God. That's a horrible, horrible game. I would, If Joe Burrow was there, it'd be a lot more fun for sure. If Joe and Dak were there. Yeah, that'd I be a fun when they game. scheduled it being like, oh, this is going to be a good one. Yeah. No, this is a brutal, brutal game. Yeah. I, Texans at Bears in the Mitchell Trubisky Bowl. Uh, Texans are minus one in Chicago. I'm going. To, I'm going Texans just because it'll rub it right in the Bears' face that yeah. they didn't pick that guy, and it'll be hilarious. Yeah, like don't you know you didn't, you didn't get Pat Mahomes. Oh, and don't forget you still could have also had Deshaun Watson. Well, you. I mean, seriously, Deshaun's probably gonna. He's a guy, a very self motivated guy, and tries to find an edge. You don't. You don't think he's thinking all week coming to this Bears game like they picked that motherfucker over me? Yeah, and after the <laughs> devastating loss. Yeah, go go Texans here for sure. Go get uh, one. Go get one there. Uh, Jets at Seahawks. Uh, the Jets should have had their first win last week. They are 13.5-point underdogs again Ooh. to the Seahawks. This is Seahawks bounce back game. Got to be. And the Jamal Adams revenge game, dude. Like, he's going to fucking terrorize Oh, he's going to try to freak out. He's going to do something <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I'm going Seahawks to cover on that. Jamal Adams part. actually sucks. Yeah, he's not – He's not what I thought he was going to be for like, the. Everyone's like, oh, he's like such a dynamic, like, because he can blitz too. And it turns out that, like, he just can't tackle well. <laughs> like, yep. good job. Yep. It's uh, not not a great look for the. not uh, That trade, I don't know how that's going to end up working out for the Seahawks in the long run. I just think, I, th- I know what they were doing trying to plug that hole in the secondary, but it hasn't worked out what they thought. I think, it was they, were to, I think they have more holes than Swiss cheese. Yeah. <laughs> That's facts. That, that's a that's a flawed team going, and we'll see what they do in the next couple weeks. They got a big game with the Rams coming up, so that'll be fun. Um, Falcons Chargers in the cursed team football team bowl because both these teams have the absolute worst luck ever, and they always lose in the most horrible ways. So, which team's going to lose in a horrible way, or are they going to tie? I mean, they might. Maybe this is they should tie. Like, they really should. Don't don't cause any pain for these fan bases. Let's go Chargers. I think the Chargers will win that. I'm going Falcons. I'm going to say then that's not a confident pick at all. I just can't pick Anthony Lynn anymore after watching whatever the fuck happened last week. They're going to come back. They they won't have a, they won't lay another goose egg, right? Maybe. Back to back. I, don't, I don't know, man. This game is you, you, like, you have to get fired instantly if you lay double goose eggs, right? All you can guarantee is some crazy shit's going to happen. Yes, you would have to be a fire. I don't know how he's not fired already i would have fired him the day after yeah 45 nothing we used to lose both these teams reinvent we used to lose exactly that's why i'm so i'm kind of interested because like it's some crazy shit's gonna happen uh saints at eagles uh saints are minus seven the eagles are starting jalen hurts i'm gonna go eagles i'm going eagles to cover jalen hurts gonna give him a little boost but they're not gonna win this game yeah i think i don't know actually I did. What does Taysom do on the road? Like, I mean, yeah. they've, we'll see. Yeah, and yeah. In Philly, it could be shit weather too. I don't know what it's like in Philly. This, yeah, coming up. it's getting cold. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm just going to Eagles. I'm, I'm giving Jalen Hurts. It'll be fun to watch Jalen Hurts get a start. Um, for you sure. Play in a dome, you know. Like, yeah. Who knows? Trying to find supporting evidence. 
<laughs> some some reason to care about this game. <laughs> yeah, be, but I, I I would be more fun if the Saints win, and next week we get the twelve and one Chiefs against the eleven and two Saints. That would be a lot more fun. That'd be awesome. Um, all right, and we'll finish up here with the Green Bay Packers at the Detroit Lions minus seven and a half. I'm gonna go Lions here to cover. <laughs> I mean, I'm going Lions here no, to cover. No, you're wrong. <laughs> you don't trust the the zombie. No. Lion? <laughs> I'm not gonna bet on it. I bet on coach. I don't even know. There you go. I've you lost. I've lost. No, I'm not actually gonna bet on them. I lost so much money on the Lions this year already. I can't. Could never do that again. But I just uh, every time I bet on the Packers too, they fuck me over. So like, I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't with this game. Such is the life of a gambler. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're going. No, I'm going Packers. You're right. I can't pick the Lions. Uh, all right. Well, that's the rest of the picks. Um, Benny, we've got we've got some fun games for me and you this week. I can't. Are wait. you ready? I can't. Are you ready for Monday night? No, I'm ready for Sunday night first, and then I get to just completely switch over to my Monday night game where I can just sweat it out an extra day. It's dude, I'm telling you, I was like, I wasn't even really that worried about that game Monday, but just having to wait the whole extra day, you're just like, you just get more jitters. Just wait. It's like, why do I got to wait all this time? Yeah. You go to work with that on my mind. Uh, oh yeah. It, it's not, it, it'll be, it is fun. This is what you live for. I mean, that's a big ass game. That's a fun, you'd rather have them. I mean, this game it would be, it's a lot more fun than the Bear Browns would be like four and eight on a Monday night in December. We're not that far disconnected from an 0-16 season, so... Exactly. You don't take these things for granted here. That's the main point of this. And, yeah, Sunday night could be... It's going to be fun. Bill's in the all-red color rush. It's going to... They're going to look good out there. We'll see what happens. I don't know what the weather... Here, let me check the weather. We might get it because it's been... uh, Today, I don't know about you there in Ohio, but today here in uh, western New York, it was sleet and wintry mix all day long. Oh, love a wintry mix before <laughs> football game. On, only in the Northeast can you relate, in the Midwest can you relate to a wintry mix going on there. Um, it will be on Sunday night. No, we're getting a nice day. It's going to be 50 degrees and, su- and sunny all day. So we're getting a nice Sunday night bring your, bring your weather. Sunscreen. Yeah, bring your sunscreen. For the Sunday night game. I wish you see you're lucky you for your Monday night. At least you got like a couple fans in there. I wish that the Bills Mafia was in the at least some of them were going to be in the crowd for that game because they'd be. There's no COVID in Ohio. We don't believe in it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, but that'll be a rocket, raucous crowd there of ten thousand at First Energy. Yeah, I think I think when you have ten thousand, that makes a difference. It's still. It's better. Yeah, it's it's at least you get some noise. You know. I'm so sick of the fake fan noise. <laughs> I know it's so weird to hear them, and then you like they show the crowd shots or whatever you see, and there's nobody in there. It's like, all right, now I'm like, well, the Ravens last week had the um, inflatable tube people. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. And I was like, oh, that's like after the kick, after they score a touchdown, they turn all those on. They're waving their arms around. <laughs> uh, it'll be fun though. All right, uh, don't forget to follow us at Couch underscore QBs, and uh, enjoy the Week 14 slate.